Hi, I'm Kelsa Dickey, the CEO of the Financial Coach Academy and my financial coaching business, Fiscal Fitness Phoenix. My coaching journey began more than a decade ago with me helping people for free from my dining room table. What was once a little business of mine has grown into a seven-figure company that employs a team of people. My goal is simple, to help you fall more and more in love with financial coaching. I believe financial coaching is the most rewarding way to make a living. If you are an aspiring financial coach or have been coaching for years, I'm here to help you create a business you love that gets your clients massive results. Let's get to it. Hey, financial coach, we are officially at episode number 40 of the podcast. What a milestone to reach. I'm super excited. Today, we're going to talk about coaching clients to identify and overcome spending triggers. But first, a review that came in on Apple Podcasts by Zen Mormon. A paradigm shift. When I started listening, I was a diehard Dave Ramsey follower. I had little to no doubt I wouldn't learn anything from Kelsa. <laughs> Boy, was I shocked. I learned I had a rudimentary understanding of what a financial coach actually was and how I should treat not only my clients, but myself and my business. Thank you for opening my eyes. Now I'm more confident in my approach to my profession. Thanks again, Kelsa. Thank you so much for that wonderful and amazing feedback. I really appreciate it. And I am so happy for you and proud of you for leaning into the skill of coaching. So in this episode, we're going to talk about spending triggers. Even my most disciplined clients can find themselves in situations where their smart decision-making seems to escape them. This concept was designed to help clients gain awareness of their spending triggers so they can properly manage them. Self-awareness always comes before self-management. I know when I first started coaching clients, I would feel so thrilled at a client's progress and the way they were making decisions with money and all around just be feeling so good about things. And then those clients who are rock stars with money would do something that just seemed so out of character for them and how they mostly were making decisions up until that point. And I would truthfully feel a little disappointed or surprised. But the more it happened, the more I realized it's actually more common than not. So now I go into coaching with this expectation of, I wonder what their triggers are. And I don't let myself get surprised by the fact that they have triggers. Thanks to this coaching concept, we're both more prepared for those lessons to happen. It's turned into a more proactive conversation when done in advance of a client falling victim to one of their triggers. Now, unfortunately, it's not always possible to have this coaching conversation with a client before something happens. Sometimes this conversation does happen after the fact because there's just not enough time to cover everything when a client first starts coaching. So while yes, ideally, you'd have this conversation before a spending mishap, that may not be possible and any time is better than never. The end result are clients who identify their triggers more real time and thus are able to practice their thoughts and decision making in those moments. I am going to break this coaching concept down into three phases or components, the education phase, the application phase, and then the commitment phase. To hear more about that coaching framework, check out episode 17. In the education phase, I first start by talking with the client about the idea of triggers, what they are that they exist, that we all have them, and how the goal is to identify them so that we can better be better prepared, excuse me, and better at navigating them when they occur. So I usually start with something like, I wanna talk with you about something I call spending triggers. 
So I just said the word triggers, just curious, right out the gate. What do you think about that word? Or what do you think of that word triggers? Any initial reaction that you care to share with me before we dive in? And sometimes I'll hear something like, oh, I have a bunch of those. Where do we start? Right. Or, oh, I see people talk about triggers on Instagram all the time. Or eh, it's fine. Yeah, let's go. Kind of thing. I do clarify with clients, and I'll clarify here for this episode as well, that when I say trigger, I am not personally referring to the psychological term of something triggering a past traumatic experience. Trigger in this conversation is an emotion that causes us to give in to spending temptations. And that's really what we want to talk about. They're generally subconscious and a common response is to spend money in order to magnify or replace a particular emotion that someone is feeling. And that feeling can be good or bad or sort of indifferent, if you will. And again, feelings are not good or bad in general. It's just the word I'm going to use to describe them today. The result can oftentimes be a spur of the moment, unplanned purchase. And then I let the client know that we all have spending triggers. I know that I have my own spending triggers, and I'll usually mention one of them at this point in the coaching conversation. And the point is sort of this. You probably have some spending triggers, some that you may be aware of, some that you may not have yet recognized. What's important isn't that you have them. What's important is gaining awareness of them. Ideally, once we have clarity on our particular triggers, we can be more prepared, more strategic, more in control, more mindful, so that when the trigger happens, we are not at the mercy of the trigger. We can feel in control of it, and we can continue making progress with our financial life. I had a client that would buy a cat every time she was triggered. (laughs) It's not a joke. Pets made her happy. So when she felt a particular spending trigger or a particular emotion, off to the pet store she went. Some clients spend on activities or experiences. Sometimes it's on something for the kids or new shoes or new clothes, something for the house. It could be a spending decision made when you're feeling busy or overwhelmed and you spend in order to feel ease or convenience that day. Some clients spend when they're happy. If they've had a good day, it's their way of celebrating. Some are triggered by a bad day and spending is a way of feeling better. Others are triggered when they're bored or the opposite it, maybe overly busy. And sometimes it's when there's something you need to work on and shopping or spending money is actually used as a distraction. That one's mine. Um, when I there's something I need to work on and I have a hard time sort of getting into a groove, I definitely go on Instagram and I allow myself to get distracted by the workout and fitness leggings because I do not need another pair of leggings, but they're also cute, right? They really are. So that is my uh, spending trigger is a way of distracting or procrastinating. Notice though that typically there's an emotion that triggers it, right? What creates that emotion can be any number of circumstances. So in just a little bit with the client, we're going to pay attention to those particular circumstances, what the situation was, but also the emotion. What were they feeling when that situation occurred? And the reason we want to identify it is because, unfortunately, purchases made or spending done as the result of a spending trigger will more often than not have a negative consequence. You may feel better in the moment, but once that feeling subsides, we oftentimes don't feel proud of that choice because when we look back on it, we realize that we weren't really in control. Our emotions got the best of us, right? So, The other thing I want to say is here's probably the biggest reason that this is important for us to discuss. 
depending on the size of the purchase, it can impact a future goal or the client's plan, which then can create negative feelings. And then they find themselves in this really vicious cycle that we want to try and curb. So I'll typically say to the client, I'm curious, as I share some of these examples, is there anything coming to mind for you right now? Anything jumping out at you like, oh my gosh, I do that or anything like that, right? And we talk about those things. I'll share one of my triggers or examples and stories from other clients. I share all of these in the training video that are in, that's in the toolkit uh, growth area for this concept. Then I'll typically say something like, notice that when it comes to our spending triggers, that the goal isn't necessarily that you don't shop or you don't spend the money. It's about awareness that you can predict and prepare. Oftentimes, the greatest benefit and outcome of doing this exercise is that any guilt that you feel when the trigger happens or when you sort of fall victim to it will become alleviated. Instead of second guessing, feeling badly or guilty about it, you can spend the money and sort of grant yourself some grace as you practice the new habit of identifying your trigger. All of this coach is the education phase of this concept. From there, we can move into the application phase. And step one of the application phase is to identify their triggers. Obviously, the client is going to do this with you. We express the importance of discussing, uh, excuse me, discussing spending decisions that they make, not because as their coach, I want to judge them, but because there's probably some key insights that we can gain when those spending decisions occur. But we can also identify some of those triggers by simply reflecting and thinking about our habits or our past decisions, especially how they may have felt after some decisions compared to others. So one of the most common outcomes of reacting to a trigger is buyer's remorse or feelings of guilt. So probably the first question I want to reflect on with the client is, when are the times in the past year, let's say past six months, however much time you wanna give them, when you experienced buyer's remorse or maybe it was a bit more subtle. Like perhaps it wasn't like a really significant emotion that you felt. Maybe it was something more like you just kind of rolled your eyes at yourself and you thought to yourself like, Kelza, why'd you do that? You know what I mean? Um, And You really want to let the client reflect at this time. It's a good time to use the restroom, refill your drink. Like, I just want you to think about that. Like over the last few months or the last past year, can you think of a time when you felt buyer's remorse or you sort of just rolled your eyes at yourself because of a decision you made to spend money? And if they're like, I don't know, I can't think of anything. I like to give some common examples of triggers that I've heard other clients share with me. And there are a whole bunch of these that we provide in the toolkit. Growth area five is where you will find this concept. Growth area five of the financial coaching toolkit is titled coaching on spending habits and financial decision making. So it's a whole bunch of concepts like making decisions around um, like a framework for assessing your financial decision-making. There's also an entire concept on identifying and overcoming spending temptations. Spending temptations are not the same thing as spending triggers. So we go over all of those types of concepts, including a deeper dive in this one in growth area five of the financial coaching toolkit. But step one is to help them identify their triggers. Step two is to understand the trigger better. We do this 
simply by asking questions. Remember, the goal is to gain awareness of the circumstances and the emotions, but also the consequences and outcomes of the trigger so that we can either manage the trigger, which might be ideal, and or plan accordingly, right? So here are some questions that I ask in this section. What was going on? What were the circumstances? How were you feeling? When you sort of think about yourself and you replay the scene in your mind, how would you describe yourself? What were you like? Any idea what was going through your mind? What time of day was it? Was it a work day or a weekend? What did you purchase? How much did you spend? Where did you make the purchase? Was there a sale or a discount being offered? Were you alone or with someone else? What kind of day were you having? What else did you notice or can you observe about that day? Anything else that might have contributed to your decision to spend that day? All of those questions we ask for any example they can think of where they might have felt themselves triggered or they look back and they're like, I experienced buyer's remorse that day or I felt a little guilty about that or I regret that, which is a pretty strong emotion or I just sort of thought like, geez, Kalsa kind of thing, right? We ask all those questions because what we're looking for again is patterns. Are they always with the same person or are they always alone, right? Is it typically when they're having a bad day or is it when they are having a good day? Is it a certain time of day? Uh, was it something that happened? We had, um, a client who every time she was going home on vacation, right? So she moved out of state and every time she was going back to her home state where a lot of her family was, triggers would happen. And you can imagine that can be a pretty emotional experience for some people depending on their family. And so that would happen. Um, Coach Jill talks about how she experiences her spending trigger. And we tell the story in the video um, in the toolkit that her trigger happens the week before she is going on vacation every single time, right? So the idea is to really observe the patterns and try to understand what might be really going on, what are the circumstances around it, but also, you know, what are the emotions that are triggering it? That is step two in understanding the trigger better. Step three is figuring out what the client would like to do in those situations instead. And then that leads us beautifully into the commitment phase of this concept. Now that you've identified some triggers for yourself and you can see them more clearly, you understand them better, what do you want to do with that new awareness? Keep in mind, when spending triggers occur, we're not exactly thinking logically a lot of the time. We're being driven by our emotions. So it's important to grant some grace when we are practicing managing our triggers. Some may be easy to navigate now that you are aware of them. And I tell this to the client. It's like the simple fact that you're now aware of it means you're less likely to be impacted in those same situations. But other triggers can require a lot of practice to overcome. You will find that typically over time, the trigger feels less like a trigger. It feels like something you're just simply aware of and it's something that you enjoy or value or you really want to put some of your money towards and you stop feeling badly about it because now you have a plan going into it, right? Our focus at Fiscal Fitness and with our clients, and I hope for yours too, is always on progress and not perfection. So one of the questions you can ask clients in this stage is, so what's an ideal outcome for when X happens? And again, X is their particular trigger, right? 
Uh, this is a very open-ended question. Some clients will have an answer to um, what they want to do instead. Others will sort of shrug because they really have never imagined doing anything other than how they have always done it in that moment, right? But it's important that they drive this part of the conversation. If I tell them, your goal is to not spend when X happens, that's me putting that goal on that client. I really wanna start by asking what they think is the goal. Maybe they simply want to plan for it financially. In other words, it's not about not spending it. It's not about not sort of falling for the victim. It's about planning for it instead. So you can literally ask, when you when you find yourself in the X situation or feeling X, and you imagine yourself responding in that situation, what is the best case scenario? Okay. Or when you find yourself in X situation or feeling X, what goal do you have for yourself and how you'll respond in that moment? Another question I like to ask is when it's an emotion the client is feeling that creates the trigger, let's say it's boredom, uh, I like to ask what emotion would you like to feel instead? What emotion is the spending giving you and how can you gain that in some other way? right? Another question I like to ask is, what is something you can do to delay the decision to spend in response to the trigger? In other words, since it's typically temporary, how can we delay in the moment? If you're bored, for example, can you go for a walk or call a friend or a family member on the phone first? Can you set an alarm on your phone for one hour and tell yourself you can't do anything for an hour, right? You can do whatever you want after that, but you got to wait at least an hour, right? Can we replace it with something that feels more in alignment with the types of decisions you make when you're not feeling triggered? So for example, if you tend to buy expensive cocktails when you're out with girlfriends, even though you don't want to spend the money and you don't even really want to drink, can you order a sparkling water and ask for it in a wine glass so that it still feels fancy and it feels really enjoyable still? Perhaps the commitment the client wants to make, though, is that they actually just want to plan for the expense. In other words, it's not about not doing it. It's about planning ahead for it. And that is a really great goal, too. Jill's trigger, like I was saying earlier, um, and by the way, I just want to share this really quickly. Uh, two things. Total side tangent. You guys loved, and I mean loved, the episodes that Jill did, and it makes me so happy. I cannot even tell you. I have loved reading your comments. I think Jill is amazing. She is an incredible coach. She's an incredible mentor for our coaches. And I am so glad that you guys are loving her episodes. Really and truly, it just makes me so happy. Um, and then second, I keep forgetting to mention my laptop. <laughs> so if you are watching on YouTube, you're probably noticing that this is not the normal laptop I have. It's got stickers all over it. And if you can tell, these are fish stickers, fish the band. Uh, when I came back from Michigan, I actually forgot my laptop in Michigan. I cannot believe I do, did that. It was going to be the very last thing I grabbed and stuck in my carry-on bag, my backpack for the plane. And I forgot at the last minute. Uh, and so I've been using his laptop. And so those are fish stickers all over. Uh, can't say that I'm necessarily a big fan of fish myself, but I do love how much Mr. Fiscal Fitness and Michael loves fish. Uh, they're his favorite band and he geeks out on them all the time, it travels around to attend their concerts. And they do seem like a really amazing band. They 
seem to love playing their music. They love their craft and I love my craft. And so I don't know about you guys, but I love just sort of sitting back and watching people sort of in their zone or in their element or doing their thing. And it does seem like they really enjoy what they do. So that is why my screen looks a little funny in case you've noticed. I was getting a couple comments on it on some of the previous episodes. So uh, now you know the story of the laptop cover. But anyway, back to Jill, okay? So Jill's trigger is one of the examples that we give in the toolkit uh, because hers always occurs, like I was saying, the week leading up to her leaving for a vacation. And so now she simply accounts for it in her vacation budget whenever she's planning her vacation budgets. It's not something she says she's not going to do. Sometimes she doesn't do it because she's got greater awareness of it. But her first goal was simply to be better prepared and to plan for it financially. And that's what she did. Your job in this section, coach, or your goal is to support the client in creating that step when creating that budget in their future. But ultimately, the commitment that the client makes is really up to them on how they want to respond when that happens, right? One commitment that I tell the client that I would love for them to make, but I tell them this is entirely up to you, but I would love to ask you that you'll commit to talking with me when or if you feel a spending trigger has happened. I tell them that if you call when we first started this concept and talking about spending triggers, there may be some that we're not aware of right now. And you'll know typically by feelings of regret or buyer's remorse, which aren't always easy feelings to talk about. And first, committing to staying aware of this possibility and being honest with yourself is hopefully one element because that is crucial. But then two, sharing it with me so that I can help you as your coach to understand it better without judgment, without judging yourself. And together, I can help you explore that, maybe create a plan for how you'll respond in the future. What do you think of that, right? Like, that's what I ask them. Like, what do you think of making that commitment? And a lot of clients are totally fine with that. And this is where one of the complaints I hear or uh, coaches share sometimes is like, and, and I've been, and I've been here too, certainly, where a client makes a decision and you didn't know anything about it. And it's like a big financial decision. And you're like, I'm your financial coach. Why didn't you talk to me first, right? And you just really wish that you could have supported them in that decision, maybe help, helped them to think through it better or something like that. And Anytime you can sort of just ask the client, like, here's why I would love for us to discuss this in the future. Or if this comes up, will you talk with me about it? Is that something that you can try to do? And again, none of us are perfect. So it doesn't mean that they're always going to do that. But anytime you can invite that conversation and let them know, I'm not going to judge you. It's my job to help you through this. Um, it really does give them permission. It helps build that trust that they can come to you when a big decision is at play or when they've done something that maybe they kind of regret and that feels really yucky to them, right? So at this point, we'll usually summarize. So either they will summarize or I'll do it for them, just depending on how new the client is and that kind of thing. But um, so your spending trigger arises when blank occurs or it can be identified by feelings of, right, blank. Uh, or when you're with this person, right? So all of those patterns that we had talked about and we were identifying to help them understand it earlier, this is a really good time to summarize what their key awareness points were. Um, and the next time you experience any of those, you are going to blank, right? Or we are going to plan for that in the future or something like that. But really try to help them summarize what their commitment was to that concept, okay? 
And then I like to close up every concept by asking them to tell me what they think. How are you feeling about your triggers and the plan you've created for those, right? So you can really ask them to just give you their feedback. You know, it's not to say that every client is like 100% bought in, loving every concept, but do they have a better understanding from when you first started the concept and you ask them at the beginning, what's their understanding of something, that education phase? Do they have deeper clarity? Do they have deeper awareness? Do they understand it a little bit better, even if they're not like in love with that concept, right? Like some of these concepts will have talk with a client and they are super into it, right? And you can tell it just lights them up. It motivates them in some way. And other clients are like, hmm, that's pretty cool. Good. Okay. You know? So again, you're really just asking for that kind of feedback so that you know how to coach the client best going forward. All right, coach, it is time for the reflection question of the episode. Coaching is all about figuring out what you think of something and then how that is impacting how you feel and then the actions you take. I like to end every episode with a reflection question so that you can deepen your understanding and awareness on the episode topic. Uh, I would love it if you shared your thoughts with me, coach. So if you are listening on YouTube, excuse me. If you are listening on YouTube, uh, please leave a comment with your answer to today's question. Or if you'd like to join the conversation in our free community for financial coaches, hop on over to Facebook and search for Financial Coaches Unite and ask to join the group. Every Thursday when an episode is released, we uh, share the episode and get the conversation going in the comments. So go ahead and leave your answer to this question in the comments. All right, coach, what spending triggers do you have? What spending triggers do you have? In order to teach this concept and coach your clients on this concept, one of the key elements that you heard me say earlier is when we share our own examples and we share our own reality. And uh, I really hope that this exercise helps you to identify any spending triggers that you have. And I would love to hear about them. In the next episode, ooh, it's going to be a doozy, guys. I failed recently, and this wasn't like a baby fail. This was a six-figure fail, like massively, severely failed, and I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you what I went through in my mind when it happened and how I coached myself through it, and I hope that there are some really valuable takeaways for you in the next episode. I believe financial coaching is the best and most rewarding way to make a living, I truly love what I do. If you're ready to learn and see how to become a profitable, successful financial coach, check us out at financialcoachacademy.com to learn more about our online courses, free trainings, and our events. As always, I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions for this podcast, please submit them at financialcoachacademy.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this podcast, please, please, please hit subscribe on YouTube and also on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people to find it. And I would love to create more financial coaches in our world. It would mean the world to me if you took the time to do that. I will see you next week, coach.